In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm in Columbus, Ohio, where Atlanta United was defeated by Columbus 2-0 on a cold rainy, wet night in a game with conditions that I've never before seen and that a few of Atlanta United players have never before seen in which they weren't happy with. But we'll get to that in a minute. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, And I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution newspaper. So let's do some quick housekeeping. Pedro Santos scored in the second minute for Columbus. Then there was a break in the 31st minute that lasted about an hour because of severe weather. When they returned, just a few minutes later, Giassi's artist, unmarked in the penalty box, scored in the 39th minute. Zach Steffen made several outstanding saves to keep Atlanta United off the board. The five stripes are now winless in the league this year. They're going to finish the month at the bottom of the 12-team Eastern Conference with just two points. So they're 0-3-2. I'm sorry, that isn't correct. They're winless in the conference. Um, They're coming off a two-week break. They wanted to see... Some more goal-scoring chances tonight. And through the first 30 minutes when the field was actually playable, they did a lot of that. Julian Gressel put a shot wide. Julian Gressel put a header down into the ground that forced a great save by Zach Steffen. Ezekiel Barco took a shot that forced another outstanding save by Zach Steffen. It was that kind of night. It was very similar to Steffen's performance in the playoffs in 2017 when he stood on his head to keep Atlanta United scoreless in that game. It was like that again. And then we had the bad weather. And then the second half was really just a joke. Uh, The field was unplayable. Despite the best efforts of the grounds crew, you couldn't dribble, players couldn't run, you couldn't make passes along the ground. It was was a joke. Um, That's not why Atlanta United lost. They'll say that's not why they lost. They gave up two goals. Uh, two bad goals off of big defensive mistakes. Um, on the first, neither Darlington Nagby nor Mikey Ambrose watched Arter as he made a run behind the defense. So he got the ball behind the defense, put a cross in. Miles Robinson was wrestling with Giassi's artist. The ball went past, or went off of Robinson and through to the back post where Pedro Santos was unmarked. I believe Julian Gressel was supposed to be on him. For the tap in on the goal. On the second goal, 
Miles Robinson and Franco Escobar got sucked up field. Uh, Federico Higuain split them with a pass uh, to Urbino, who put in across to Zardes, who was unmarked. He was surrounded by four people, but he was unmarked. Easy goal. Um, it was just the kind of defensive mistakes you cannot make, particularly when you're a team like Atlanta United that um, is now 0-2-2 in the league. Um, it just You can't make those mistakes. Um, it was the first game that neither Michael Parkhurst nor Jeff Lorenowitz started. It was the first game that neither played a minute for Atlanta United in the league. So that, that was interesting. But um, let's get to the weather. So apparently in the second half, tonight's referee, um, Joseph Dickerson, was telling players on both teams that he was considering stopping the game sometime in the 70th minute. Now, MLS used to have a rule that if you stop the game after 75 minutes or at the 75th minute, um, it was official. But that rule has been changed that all games must be completed. I don't know if Dickerson knew that or not. Um, there was a foul in front of Columbus's bench. He called the captains over, but both teams all showed up, and apparently asked them about field conditions because he was considering either stopping the game or squeegeeing the field. Eventually he decided to do neither, and the teams went out there and continued playing. And again, it was just it was a joke. Uh, you really you couldn't pass the ball. The players couldn't sprint. When they went to ground, they would end up sliding for yards and yards. Um, Brad Guzan said they were having to chip the ball up to try to pass it in the air to teammates because you just couldn't roll the ball. It was, it, it was ridiculous. Guzan said that, I'm paraphrasing, the referee needed to show more character, and he didn't. Leandro Gonzalez-Perez said he wishes they would have suspended the game so they could play it again. Or not play it again, but pick up in the second half during better conditions in play. It's obvious why Columbus wouldn't have wanted that. They had a two-goal lead. Atlanta United would want that because better conditions, they might can score two goals. But it just didn't happen. Um, but, you know, this is weird because there have been two really tough weather games in the league already this year. Um, there probably needs to be a better rule about suspending games or, or restarting games. I don't know what it is. I'd have to think about it some more. But it was an interesting situation tonight. Now let's get back to some of the issues that Atlanta United has had this season. Tonight they had 54.2% of the possession, which again, obviously, was more than Columbus. They did take 16 shots. They did put five on target. So that's a good start. But they could not score because of Zach Steffen. The concerning thing for me was Joseph Martinez again took none of those shots. Now, Atlanta United did change its formation under Frank DeBoer. They came out in a 4-3-3, similar to what they've used the majority of the past two seasons when they've played well. DeBoer said he wanted to do that to give Martinez a little more support. He had no shots, though, again tonight. And he had one good play with Gressel. He had a combination pass with Gressel. And he had a flick kind of a thing to Barco. But to my mind, that's really the only two times he touched the ball. I'm sure he probably touched it a few more times, but that was ridiculous. Uh, Brad Guzan did save a penalty to keep it from being 3-0. But, you know, once the second half started, there was no way Atlanta United nor Columbus were going to score in the run of play. Um, The field was just not going to allow it. So now Atlanta United has a week off, um, and then it will regroup and go 
play at New England. And what Brad Guzan said is just a massively important game. Atlanta United has to start getting points. Again, they are 12th, bottom of the Eastern Conference right now. They are the defending MLS champs. They've got to act. They've got to start scoring. They've got to start winning. Um, seven teams do make the playoffs this year, but right now Atlanta United is winless. I see on Twitter some people are already calling for manager Frank DeBoer to be fired. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it would be a good move right now. To be honest with you, it, these kind of things rarely work in season managerial changes. I know you're seeing it work at Manchester United, but I know it also has not worked at Manchester United. I know it worked at Liverpool, but it also has not worked at Liverpool. Look at all the other teams around the world that make in-season managerial changes. It rarely, rarely works. So everybody kind of needs to calm down a little bit about that, I think. And we'll see what happens here in these next two weeks. I'm going to wrap this up again at Lenny United. 2-0 losers at Columbus in conditions that I've never before seen, that Atlanta United players I've never before seen. It was crazy. Follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Atlanta United defeated by Columbus 2-0 in Columbus on a rainy, rainy night. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.